Welcome to the A to Z of sex with me, Dr. Lori Beth. I'm an intimacy coach and psychologist. I created this show to explore the erotic alphabet, to help you learn more about desire and expressing your desires, discover ways to spice up your relationship and create that sizzling relationship you've always wanted. I do this through solid science, real life stories, and interviews with an exciting variety of sex experts. Listen in weekly as I share key strategies to help you create your ideal sexual life. Make sure you join us to access even more sexual strategies on my blog, A to Z of Sex. Access our monthly newsletter with subscriber-only offers at www.atozofsex.com. That's A-T-O-Z-O-F-S-E-X. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the A to Z of Sex. I'm Dr. Lori Beth, an intimacy coach and psychologist, and I am your host. We are working through our way through the erotic alphabet one letter at a time. Today, the letter is D, and D is for dominant. Dominant is defined as having power or influence over others. A person who considers himself or herself a dominant is one who takes the role of the leader in a sexual or romantic relationship in which there is a power exchange. Joining me today is Pharaoh Kafra. He's a lifestyle master with over 20 years of experience in the real-time BDSM fetish community. He has facilitated webinars and classes at various conventions and conferences on DS dynamics and other topics. He is one half of a dominant couple-led house, the house of Kemi Nisu, married to Empress Nahara, a founding sister of the Onyx Pearls Southeast. Farrow is also an accomplished published author, writing under the pen name of Shakir Rashan, with over a dozen credits to his catalog. Welcome, Farrow. Nice to have you. I'm glad to have. Thank you. I appreciate the, the stop by. So... My definition of dominant is was kind of the stripped down uh, dictionary version. How would you define somebody who identifies in the lifestyle as dominant? Well, I think everybody's got their own, uh, I'm going to say, personal definitions. Um, and I'm sure mine's not necessarily as technical as everybody would like to believe as well. But uh, from, from a lifestyle dominant perspective, it's really the ability to uh, assume that role uh, within the DNS structure or, or within the master slave structure as well. Um, it's, it's a matter of being able to design the parameters, uh, for your slave or submissive, uh, in, in order for them to represent you and represent your relationship and your house, however you decide to define it, um, and be able to have them define you and, and represent you in a very positive manner. Mm-hmm. This can be done through. This can be done through training. Mm-hmm. Uh, this can be done through uh, protocols that are set up uh, well before that submissive decides to make the decision uh, to kneel to you. Uh, it, it's a it's a variety a variety of different different ways that this can be accomplished. So for you, what's what's most important? What are, what are the most important qualities for someone who's a dominant to have? Patience. Absolutely. Uh, the ability to self-discipline. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the, the number one rule when I first uh, entered this entered this this world uh, was the ability to be able to discipline and master yourself. Uh, 
Um, mm-hmm. If you did not have the self-discipline, if you did not have the ability to, when things kind of swirl around you, to have the ability to maintain uh, and, and even keel, uh, to be able to stick to the protocols that you designed, even if chaos ensues, that you really had no business uh, trying to control another. Uh, so that, above all else, would be uh, would be the, the the one thing that I believe dominance should have more than anything else is that ability to discipline self uh, to to maintain uh, to maintain that discipline, that decorum, uh, and 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 do so consistently. Uh, That's an interesting one for me to hear um, because I suspect that a lot of people won't say that. Um, I. It, it, I've often heard people defining um, dominance in terms only of the other and not actually looking at self at all. And from my perspective, it's always been that you must understand and, and, and manage yourself first before you can manage anybody else. And that's in any part of life. Um, but well, that I, is agreed. Right. Okay. That is absolutely agreed. Mm-hmm. And so I would you I what I hear you saying is that that's even more important if you're going to be dominant in this form of lifestyle if you're going to be involved in BDSM and and kink that you actually can manage yourself before you go out and try and manage somebody else. Absolutely. Um the the reason why is because um there's there's and it's not necessarily a godlike quality so to speak um although there there are those that will uh put their dominance on a pedestal on a pedestal Mm-hmm. Uh, that they can do no wrong and that type of thing, uh, but at the same time, there is a there is a measure of truth of truth to it. Um, when I when I say self discipline, uh, it could be in business, it could be in interpersonal relationships outside of your DNS relationship as well. Um, I always tell people, you know, in the vanilla world, it's it's easy. It, I think the, the the greatest rule of thumb always was, uh, as a woman, if you saw how your potential mate treated his mother. You had a pretty good idea as how they would be, how they would treat you. Uh-huh. Um, and the same thing goes, uh, and the same thing would probably go when it comes to women as well. If you see how what their relationship with their father is, nine times out of ten, you have the accurate idea as to how they view men in, in general, mm-hmm. um, and and whether or not there's a, a reason for you to be in relationship with that woman. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think what people perhaps who who don't know much about dominance and submission don't realize is that although it's not a godlike quality, when you're talking about power exchange and when somebody holds more power, there is a degree to which there, um, because of the imbalance, there is a degree of worship that can come into it. Um, Absolutely. Somebody will not necessarily um, feel comfortable speaking out for their own needs. They won't necessarily um, feel comfortable questioning that person that they have submitted to. This is true, but there's there's also a human element as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you you have to you have to put yourself into the position of um, unless you decide to go into a total power exchange dynamic then what I'm about to say is pretty null and void. Um, when you're in a, when you're in a DNS relationship, there is still a, there's still a measure of control that a submissive can exert 
especially if they feel that their dominant might need to have that ex- to to have that um that counsel if you want to mm-hmm. say when it comes to certain things i mean there i've seen you know i've seen dominants who have had submissives and and those submissives may have a specific skill set that supersedes their own mm-hmm. in certain manners so they'll charge their submissive and I've seen it in MS dynamics as well. Yep. Um, where I would see, you know, where I would see a dominant who would delegate responsibility to their submissive. I would see a master delegate a certain responsibility to their slave. And that still is something that has been I, 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 that, like I said, it's that delegation of responsibility to some degree. It doesn't necessarily um it doesn't necessarily invalidate the total power exchange in itself. But it does give that slave the ability to enhance their servitude towards their master or that submissive to their dominant. I mean, I always find that really interesting because, um, you know, the the head of the company is the person who often is the one who's best able to delegate. Um, Mm -hmm. And so um, I'm always amazed when people are surprised if a master delegates to a slave, if if you... um, own someone who is um, got a skill set that you don't have, but that you can make use of that will, um, you know, raise your family stature, for example, financially. So if you've, if you've got somebody who is an accountant, why wouldn't you ask them to, to do the accounting for the partnership, even though you're the one who's in charge, why wouldn't you make use of that best set? And I know that this, this becomes um, an interesting area of disagreement depending on who you talk to some people are quite fine right. and they simply say look I, i'm delegating I know it all. yeah i know there, there there's there's the i know it all and mm-hmm. i will do it all you know there's that dynamic as well there's nothing wrong with it there are some that that take absolute pleasure and directing and controlling every aspect regardless and then there are some who understand the concept that this slave is supposed to be here for to to help ease my life. Mm-hmm. That is their function. That is their that is the core of who they are. My 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 older brother of sit master of sitting is mm-hmm. is pretty <laughs> staunch when it comes to that as well. He's like if there's something that my wife, as far as Namaste is concerned, if there's something that Namaste knows or does better than I do, I'm going to allow her to do that with the directive within the protocols that we have already set. Right. And and it still maintains the inequity of the relationship in terms of her being in service to him, and this is a part of her servitude towards him. Right. So it's, you're basically taking that skill and you're making it part of the service, and because it's part of the service, the power exchange remains intact. Absolutely. But then you get the best out of I would I would argue that you actually get the best out of that submissive or that slave because you're not stopping them from using their skills. Because when you absolutely when you when you I think that the way power exchange works best is when you're enhancing skills rather than pressing down on them. And and, and you are, you're absolutely right to 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 your point. Um, Sir Mythos up in mm-hmm. DC. Mm-hmm. One of his one of his slaves currently is earning her master's degree mm-hmm. and insisted on making sure that she understood what direction that master's degree was going to take. 
because at the end of the day, once she earns that master's, that master's will then enhance her ability to further her career, which would then further the family dynamic. Right. Right. And in some households, I think um, in some households, particularly where people live together, money is, is definitely one of the big things in the dynamic and how money is dealt with varies um, amongst dominance. But it's um, the idea that if it, that he's taking the overarching control over direction in order to say, this is what I need in my household. So right. absolutely, I imagine if she had said, well, I'm going to take a master's in um, something that was completely irrelevant to anything that was important to the household, he would have said, well, not really, because you'll be spending mm-hmm. that time taking away from time you could be putting in service. Absolutely. And that was the, that was the other thing as well. They would have, uh, it would be a matter of having that kind of conversation where she's allowed to place her points. Mm-hmm. And if there's, a, if, if, if her points of emphasis, um, are able to override what he originally had deemed for her, then they he would make the ultimate call as to whether or not they would change that course. If he still feels that his way is the best way, that is what happens. So what it sounds to me... And, like, and, and, oh, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead now. Well, what it sounds to me like you're saying is, is that one of the qualities of someone who is dominant, one of the better qualities to have is actually flexibility. Flexibility and vision. Mm-hmm. Flexibility and vision and the ability yeah, to master yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Because, I mean, you still have to have a vision moving forward, not necessarily for today. You may still need to know what you're dealing with three years from now, mm-hmm. five years from now. You know, it's, it's always a marathon and not a sprint. So you can't sit, you can't go into a relationship thinking you're going to accomplish everything that needs to be accomplished within a year's time. If that's the case, you're going to burn out quick. You're going to be bored with the person that you swore you wanted to acquire to begin with. And then you'll end up finding yourself on the hunt yet again. This is the reason why half of the, this is where the the whole Velcro collar phenomenon first came about Mm -hmm. because everybody was thinking I can get everything done in a year. Or I can get everything done in six months. Or I can get everything done whenever I feel like it. You know, that type of thing. Not realizing that the protocols that you put in place take time to develop. What they, I, they, they eventually live, they're, they're, they're living, breathing guidelines that, uh, that evolve and develop over time. And actually, from the point of view of somebody who looks at many different kinds of relationships, but who identifies as a slave, these are the hardest things and these are the things that that take the longest time to develop. These are the most complex relationships. Um, And to have the idea that you're going to do everything in a year suggests um, a lack of knowledge. Indeed. I agree with that wholeheartedly. So what's it, what's, what is it for you that, um, made this the way that you wanted to live your life? Was this just how you always were? Or was there something that, that made you say, ah, I want to go in this direction? Everyone, I, I've always told my personal story has always been, you know, for public consumption for all intents and purposes. Mm-hmm. Um, I you know everyone knows that 
you know, it was it was a happenstance watershed moment for me um, that was born out of something else entirely different. Um, I just happened to run into a woman who happened to be within this real time community. Mm-hmm. Um, I took a sexual interest in her and vice versa. And in the midst of that sexual uh, mutual relationship, so to speak, um, I found out that she was um, that she was one half of a dominant couple herself. Mm-hmm. And it helped shaped it, it, it sort of helped shape how things are done within the house that Empress and I lead. Right. Um, when it came time to even start thinking about what type of, you know, what kind of, what type of vision I wanted for my house moving forward. Ultimately it did, it, it did uh, manifest itself into what it is with Kim and Nusu itself. Uh, it was okay when I was single and, you know, I was able to, you know, have successful DNS relationships as a single male. Mm-hmm. Uh, but ultimately it just did not, it wasn't the core of who I felt I was. Was mm-hmm. I saw what I liked? I wanted to emulate what I what I uh, what I felt was 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 successful uh, based on what I wanted to move forward as well. Uh, I I never shied away from the the concept that power could be shared mm-hmm. at the top, um, you know, and and certain certain concepts and uh, I guess certain relate certain certain civilizations sort of in, in, encourage that. Mm-hmm. Uh, over the you know over the millennia, so there's nothing to say that you know a, a, a male and female ruler could not share power uh, for the betterment of the empire itself. It's just a matter of it being such a rarity. I, I'm I'm actually still surprised that it's such a rarity because it's a model that seems to work very well, um, but um, but you still don't see a lot. You don't see a lot of it in the world in terms of um, countries and politics these days. And you certainly don't see a lot of it in relationships um, within the lifestyle. It's often only because only because you have people who still believe in the concept of absolute power. Right. As long as you have people that have a have that concept in mind, whether it's a male submissive that believes in uh, that believes in uh, the the, what's the word? I think it's a feminist superiority. Yes, I know. Type it. of thing. Yep. yep. Yeah. 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 You have Nelson. Yeah, no, you have Nelson. There are males who believe that women are supreme and absolutely couldn't consider being in a household where power was shared with a man because to them that would be sacrilege. That would, yeah. Once one, one is sacrilege, two, if it's almost and, and almost excuse almost into the the simple fact of. If a woman does it, it somehow diminishes her uh, mm-hmm. overall ability to, you know, influence power dynamics. Right. Um, and then at the same, and then at the same time, it can also uh, be construed. It's not like it's something I haven't seen or or had to deal with myself, um, where they felt that uh, okay, I share power, I share power with my wife. How the fuck does that happen? When, honestly speaking, we've 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 moved as a unit from the moment we got married well and yeah and i've and i've observed that so yeah no uh, and 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 with ease um and that's the thing <laughs> i think i think people take people take very 
uh, see, people people tend to take for granted the concept of symbiosis, uh, basically symbiosis. Yep. Uh, when you when you're looking at a, a symbiotic relationship and the synchronicity that comes with that symbiosis, yep. it's like everybody just goes, "Oh, damn! How the hell are they able to pull that off?" And they're thinking that you know one's going to try to overtake the other, and one's going to try to overtake the other, and you know eventually there's going to be a power struggle. And I'm like, no, not really. No, I'm you like, the only reason. You only see. reason that would happen is if one is out for themselves all the time. Yeah. Yeah. You, I mean, that, and, and the very nature of a symbiotic relationship is you serve each other. Mm-hmm. You're serving each other first and then taking that into the world. And, and I guess a lot of people don't realize that that's a very um, stable structure. It's a very no, stable relationship. I'll, I'll be the first. Yeah, I'll be the first one to say it. And, you know, as far as that is, especially when it comes to female submissives, they they have a very difficult time, unless they, especially when you're talking about heterosexual, mm-hmm. um, heterosexual submissives, um, they have a very difficult time dealing with and or taking direction uh, from female dominance. Um, I've seen it personally, up close and personal. I've seen it with other female dominance. When it comes to dealing with other submissive, uh, submissive females, mm-hmm. both in real time and online, it's, it's, it's hilarious to, to watch when it happens, uh, because I'm looking at them the whole time like, okay, this is not your mother. You're not supposed to butt heads. It's, yeah. it, if you understand and recognize the power within, it's not something that you have to really consider yourself doing. I mean, I've got several that are like, it, it'll never happen. And yeah. it, it, it puts us. It, I won't necessarily say it shrinks the the pool to some uh, to some degree, but at the same time, it makes it very easy for me to weed out. Uh, yeah, I I would imagine so. Um, it, it it's it gives you a nice big bar to say, well, if you can't reach this bar, you know, that's it. Absolutely, and I I made no apologies for it. Never have. Never will. I, I mean, I, I couldn't see why you would. I mean, I think I think it's great that you have a you give an example of the two of you of a very stable relationship structure. It's a you're a very stable dominant couple, and 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 you're very clear in in your ethos and your views, and it, it's just right out there. So it makes life much easier. Um, oh, absolutely. As opposed, to, <laughs> absolutely. You know, there are very many people who unfortunately. Either they don't know what they stand for <laughs> um, or they don't, they're just not straightforward about what they stand for. Um, I, just because I know some of the audience will never have even heard of any of this before, I'm going to very clearly make a statement before I, I kind of tie some of this up, which is that when, we're, ta- we're, when we're talking about masters and slaves and dominant and submissive relationships, we're talking about consensual relationships. That is where everybody has agreed to enter into these relationships and um, agreed to give over some of their power to another um, in the service of having a very intense and complex and amazing type of relationship. Um, And down the line, we will do an entire show about um, this type of relationships, but just to make sure that people are really clear. Um, So before we start uh, going into the ending. I did want to talk about, take a complete change in tack and talk a bit about some of your writing. Mm -hmm. So would you like to tell the audience about the series that you have written and where they can find the books? 
Absolutely. Um, the the one that I've I've been most attached to, and the one that has that, that pretty much, quite frankly, put me on the map, uh, was my Nubian Underworld series. Mm-hmm. Um, the Nubian Underworld is a uh, is a series of books. At current, it's just three, but there there are plans for more in the future. Uh, but the first three books basically take you through the uh, the through the the the, the, the dominant couple led house of Kemet Ka. Um, not to be confused with Kim and Yusu, but you know, that can, that can happen on occasion. Uh, that was both deliberate and accidental at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, Ramses and Nefertiri, uh, are a dominant couple, uh, that leaves a house of, uh, multiple, uh, slave, both male and female. Um, before, uh, before the third series, before the third book in the series concluded, uh, they had just collared the male submissive in the house dynamic. Um, along with the two female slaves that are currently uh, in inside of the the house family dynamic as well, mm-hmm. so you're looking at a you're looking at a party of five, um, and and a lot of the different things that I was able to broach when it comes to interpersonal relationships, um, the idea of uh, groupthink for all intents and purposes. Uh, you know, there there uh, there are both a male dominant uh dominant led group and a female dominant led group which is not much uh not much different from what i dealt with when i pulled uh from the real-time experiences of the onyx pearls Uh when it came to the female dominant uh group as far as uh what i had uh created within the series uh the male dominant group was based on a uh was based on a series of groups um including the mdhl uh uh, the, the the MDHL groups as well as uh, others that preceded them uh, over the years. So uh, it's 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 a lot of different uh, it's a lot of different interpersonal dynamics that I kind of messed around with. Um, everything is uh, created around uh, a bondage compound, uh, which is uh, affectionately known as Nibu, um, which is the Egyptian city of gold uh, from ancient uh, ancient scriptures back in the day, mm-hmm. uh, and it's just it's just a lot of different fun that I kind of play around with uh, when it comes to different things within the real time community. Um, a lot of the different other uh, other kinks and fetishes and uh, relationships that uh, that can be had, uh, and and it also can be uh, used for dramatic effect. Um, and inside of the third book in the series, there was uh, there were two dominants in particular who wanted to uh, do their best to ruin the marriage mm-hmm. uh, between Ramses and Nefertiri, and and all of the all of the drama that ensued with that. Um, there was also the concept of communication that I used inside of uh, inside of Legacy, where the slaves in particular wanted to communicate a specific kink that they wanted to indulge in, but they weren't sure how to tell their dominance, um, how to, how to facilitate it. So they see, they decided to try and, um, I guess for all intents and purposes, they tried to hide it from them. Not realizing that the, the walls always have ears and anything and everything can possibly happen. So, you know, Ramses took the, uh, questionable step in, in the minds of a lot of people and made that particular scenario happen um, against the will of their slaves. 
um, to, to really teach them a lesson about open communication. So this is, I mean, they're wonderfully erotic, but there's also so much interpersonal dynamic and relationship that there's actually quite a few um, lessons built in. Always. Um, my, my publisher, my publisher was absolutely adamant when it come when it came to any project that she brought to the scale um even when it came to erotic works she said she always said that there had to be some lesson that had to be learned within the all of the eroticism that you bring to the table mm-hmm. um you need to be able to get people to think as much as as much as you want to uh and, and as much as you want to try and get them to get off um, the one thing I always said about any of the books that I've written, whether it be short stories, whether they be the series, the, both of the series, both the Nubian Underworld and the King P.I. series, is you want to educate as well as titillate. Right. And you do a good job of doing that. And you can find these on Amazon. Where else? Basically, literally wherever books are sold, um, it right. would be Amazon, uh, Amazon Books and uh, Barnes and Noble. Yep. Uh, books a million as well. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, across the pond, it should be over at Waterstones as well, and yep. uh, a few other few other bookstores. I have heard that have been um, over in the UK and uh, and abroad as well. Um, but you can definitely find even any of the three books in the Nubian Underworld series and the three books in the King P.I. series uh, almost on a global scale now. Uh, Simon and Schuster is taking. Very good care of me in that particular uh, in that particular realm. Um, even from an ebook perspective, you can get it anywhere uh, on the planet at this point. That is absolutely brilliant. And where can they find you if they want to drop you a line? Anywhere you can. You, everything is at home at shakirrashan.com. That's S H A K I R R A S H A A N dot com. Um, the contact tab. Will give you all of my social media accounts. It will give you the ability to hit me uh, directly by uh, by contact form. Um, my email address is pretty much out there as well. It's a, it is Shakir at ShakirRashan.com as well. So there's no way they can't get me. Well, let me let me let me change that. You can't get <laughs> me by phone. But you can get me any kind of other way electronically. You can get me. But, this is true, yeah. and you, and and for those of you who have questions that are raised by this, he is very approachable. I cannot thank you enough for coming and joining me today. Well, I appreciate you having me. Thank you. Oh, my pleasure. So um, next week we will be dealing with the letter E. And next week, it's E for Erotomania, and we're joined by Dr. Kevin Boileau. My name is Dr. Lori Beth. I'm an intimacy coach and psychologist. You can find me on www.atozofsex.com. That's A to Z of sex.com or www. T-H-E-I-N-T-I-M-A-C-Y-C-O-A-C-H.com, theintimacycoach.com. Um, drop me a, an email, Dr. Lori Beth at A to Z of sex.com. 
um, and let me know if you've any questions arising out of this and we'll get your questions answered next week. Join us and sign up for the newsletter and we will look forward to seeing you soon. Have a great week. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the A to Z of sex. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review here on iTunes and make sure you head over to www.atozofsex.com. That's A-T-O-Z-O-F-S-E-X. To subscribe to my free newsletter to help you keep your sex life sizzling. Stay tuned for upcoming weekly episodes as we work our way through the sexual alphabet to discover the wide world of sex, sexuality, desire, and intimacy. Knowledge gives you the power to create relationships that bring you satisfaction and joy. Hope to see you next week.